0: Let's play a game, who am I? It's 2013, and I just graduated from college. I paid thousands of dollars, or in some cases, hundreds of thousands of thousands of dollars, and I get a job that is not related to my field. Who am I? I am 73% of the population. This is a snippet for the nonprofit organization called Operation Underground Railroad. They rescue children from child sex slavery. Uh, if you haven't heard about them, please go check them out at ourrescue.org, O U R R E S C U E.org. They provide rescue operations to help domestic and international police departments as well as uh, clinics and counseling for the children in order for them to recover and integrate back into society. So check them out at ourrescue.org. Just as an expectation, I should have mentioned this a few episodes ago, but I'm going to be posting episodes every Saturday for um, this podcast. So um, just so you can have as an expectation um, as to whether or not you're going to be hearing from me. So this is going to be a consistent thing for, I I guess, until I I say uh, it's not going to be. So unless I say this is not going to continue, you can expect an episode from me every single Saturday. So just a little announcement about that. Um, Let me begin this episode by also mentioning I'm going to make these episodes shorter. I I don't really listen to episodes of other podcasts that are... um, much longer than 20, 30 minutes. So I definitely want to keep this on the 20 minute side rather than the 30 minute side. So that being said, let's get started. Um, this is part two of a good job. I realized that I should have gone into what a good job consists of before getting into the how we help students into a good job. So this is a little bit backwards, but, um, this is, I think necessary for me to talk about um, before we continue into how we can help students get a good job. Now, let me even back up a little further, actually, and, and clarify this. When I say that the purpose of school is to get a good job, I don't mean that the only purpose of school is to get a good job. That's insane. It's not that the only purpose of school is to get a good job. I think that's overtly practical. That's um, too superficial. There's just so much opportunity for growth at a young age for school to only focus on getting a good job. So um, I don't want that to be the whole paradigm of uh, what I'm establishing here. But I do want to emphasize that there ha- this is the root purpose. This is the very first principle. The reason why we created an education system in the first place is to help people get a good job. And so with that being said, let me me go into this. There are other purposes for school and for education as a system, but we won't go into that just yet. For now, we're focusing on this very first, very, the most important Purpose of school, which is to help people get a good job now, or at least be competitive in the job market. That being said, what does a good job mean? A good job at a general level, at a societal level, means one, to sustain the human race. Sustaining, meaning there are jobs that sustain our society, for example, government jobs right? We have to have a mayor, we have to have a president, we have to have police, we you know, a military um, and other jobs in the private sector. We have to have our accountants, we have to have um, restaurants or some type of uh, way to eat easier. And we maybe not necessarily have to have that but um, that's things that sustain our society, right? Um, in terms of restaurants, who knows how that'll look like in the future, right? So some need to uh, fulfill the problem of, um, not being able to cook for yourself every single day. Um, what else we have to have, um, at this point, you know, people to maintain technology, right? Uh, people helping us with, um, IT and whatnot. There, there are, are maintenance jobs, right? You know, plumbers and and, um, a lot of labor workers in in the labor market. All of these help maintain society and help keep society functioning at the level that we're at right now, okay? So at at a societal level, at at this general level, a good job helps to maintain society, to sustain society. That's number one. Number two, at this general level, a good job enhances the human race now what do i mean, what do i mean by that enhancing the human race is where we are able to progress in innovation where we're able to progress in our knowledge and our in the utility of that knowledge for example energy and renewable energy research so this goes obviously a lot into research jobs Um, and also research and design departments at a lot of private firms, but it also goes for some companies at large, right? So for example, companies like, uh, Elon Musk's companies, SpaceX and, and their mission for, um, a human population on Mars or Elon Musk's vision for that, uh, Tesla and renewable energy. Um, there are other, you know, research companies and other companies I, I know one startup locally here in Utah that is uh, Neptune plastics and they are Like many other companies coming up with replacements for plastic that are biodegradable um, What else innovations for technology, right all of these machine learning and obviously AI is what I talk about a lot in here That's where my my mind goes to a lot for innovation in the future Um we have innov- we even have innovations in our approaches to non uh, to uh impact based efforts right helping people in resor- resource poor settings to um uplift their society right and helping them according to their individual needs and their individual cultures how we can help them and, and innovations in terms of how we can help them um improve their quality of life there are also innovations in you know for one thing that i'm thinking about is collecting water there's uh the human population is only growing more and more and that means but there's only a limited amount of drinkable water on earth which means that there are going to be um resource poor settings for being able to just drink water And so there are innovations um, uh, around getting drinkable water at an affordable rate from salt water or um, ocean water. Anyway, so that's what I mean by enhancing the human race. All of those jobs at this general level are to enhance the human race, okay? So what do I mean by schools are to help people get a good job, help students get a good job? I mean, one, they, at a general level this general level, they help sustain humanity, sustain the human race, and two, they help enhance the human race, okay? Progress us forward, okay? Now, at an individual level, what a good job means is the American dream, right? Those two things. One, I have enough money, and two, I like what I do. So, one, at this individual level, you know, you're financially well off in order to uh, pay off any debt at a reasonable rate, to invest in retirement, so you can retire comfortably, and to not feel in need or financially strained, right? You're financially independent, economically stable, and all due to this good job. So that's what this good job does for you at an individual level. And you enjoy what you do. You know, I I mentioned in the last episode, Gallup um, came out with a percentage something like 70% 70% or something like two-thirds or four-fifths, some crazy majority of the population are dissatisfied with their job. And I mentioned also in the last episode what you know, how much that inhibits creativity and innovation and curiosity in people in, in order to improve um, the world in whatever positions they are at, at at their current jobs. And so imagine if instead of 70% are dissatisfied with their jobs, If 70% were satisfied with their jobs, how much more effective would the workforce be, would uh, our labor force be? Anyway, and how much, uh, how many more maybe entrepreneurs would there be and people joining entrepreneurs and startup companies in order to help enhance the human race via those good jobs? Now, you may be asking, well, that doesn't really seem like there's a bad job any in there, because it seems like everyone either does a job to sustain humanity or to enhance the human race. And you're right, the majority of jobs do do that. But I would say that there are a few bad jobs that are in this minority group that either one degrade the human race, okay, meaning jobs like, you know, and this is controversial, obviously, but that promotes smoking, or that promote pornography, you know, um, so those, I I'm getting a little opinionated here, but degrade the human race. And obviously you can push back on that according to whatever your standards are. But, um, as a side note, I really want this podcast to be, uh, as objective as possible. Like I said, I'm going to the first principles, the root principles of what exactly education is and how we can use psychology and psychological research to back up these principles and to um, the historical, the the history of school in, in order to um, realize what it is we created, why we created it, and how it can help us now and in the future. So these are the first principles I'm trying to get to, not just my own opinions and, and whatnot, and also what the general Masses or the the market of people wanting education want, um, and what's the bottom line? So that's the evidence for these first principles. So please comment on my Twitter account at Chris School three thousand if you feel like I'm getting uh off the rails. Um, with that being said, let me clarify some things that I mentioned in the last episode. One okay, so now that we've established that there's, that the root purpose for education is to get a good job. The question is, how do we help them? Okay, and once we can kind of figure out this line of thinking, uh, get a good job, how can we help them get a good job and kind of figure out a curriculum and, and assessments and measuring for that uh, purpose, then we can go to another purpose, a secondary purpose of school, okay? which we can go to in another which we'll be getting to in future episodes. So let me kind of clarify we established schools root purposes to help people get a good job. Now, how do we help people get a good job? In the last episode I was uh, I started into this, but um, and I st- I listed things like, you know, leadership, collaboration, creativity, critical thinking and all that. But here's the thing let let me clarify this when i say we can we we can only focus on a few things and we should start taking off, we can start f- uh figuring out what things we can focus on in school by taking off what we think is at least something of least importance that doesn't mean that we should not be focusing on that at all in schools and i don't mean that we should completely avoid that in schools for example in the last episode i mentioned we don't need to focus on critical thinking because that's something that ai will help us do with uh, deal with a lot in terms of analysis of of problems and whatnot and that i'm going to admit and i want to clarify that is personal opinion because no one knows the future this is all a bit right um and i even went as far as to say we don't need to focus on creativity now, that I do want to retract from last episode. I do feel like I got carried away with my excitement in terms of AI and and the future. So I apologize for that. But um, and also I realize it contradicts uh, another very firm belief I have in terms of uh, on the basis of psychological research, which I'll get to in probably the next episode. But um, in terms of how we help students get a good job. Um, we really have to narrow down what we're going to focus on. Why? Because like I mentioned before, we can't focus on everything. And that's unfortunately the reality. Or maybe fortunately, right? It helps us keep a, keep focused on the most important things. The, the 20% that is going to make 80% of the impact on kids' future. So what are those things? Well, without getting too much into the whole... Uh, prediction realm. Let me uh, let it su- uh, suffice it to say that things such as uh, leadership, emotional intelligence, interpersonal skills, things that robots cannot replace or that computers cannot replace, are obviously going to be things that are on the list of things that we can choose from. For example, I don't feel like we're going to be choosing a robot, an AI robot, to be the president someday. <laughs> Even if it's the year 3000, um, or at least that's what I, I hope not because, well, I don't know, you know, who, who knows, who knows what will happen? You know, nobody knows anything, right, in terms of, of such a future. But, um, you know, who would have thought we were here? Who would have thought in 1900 that in 2020 or 2021, we can have so much information on these powerful computers in our pockets right that would have been insane it would have been we would have called it witchcraft or wizardry or something even in 1900 so um we're definitely gonna need to do things that are inter interpersonal where it requires relationships it requires teamwork collaboration Um, how that might look it's not very clear But the gut feeling here, and this is where I'm admitting my bias, um, the gut feeling here is that we're definitely going to need to focus on things that are more interpersonal instead of competitive. Unfortunately, we have created such a competitive uh, paradigm in the education system right now where kids individually compete against each other, um, almost as if there's a, a, a a lack of a scarcity of jobs, instead of thinking about it like there's an abundance of jobs. Now, I'm not saying that there is abundance of jobs or scarcity of jobs, but I'm saying the the mentality is that it's a dog-eat-dog world out there. And in part, it is. I'm not saying it's not uh, c- completely, but the thing is, the most important thing that will help our students in the future are these interpersonal skills, these soft skills, um, in terms of being able to Uh, thrive in getting a good job and advancing in a good job. Obviously, in addition to the to the skills, the basic skills and knowledge that they're going to need in order to perform well, but the thing that makes you stand out are these interpersonal skills. Now, um, let me kind of clarify as well. Um, why we need to focus on a few things as opposed to saying, yeah, we can just do a bunch of things. If you you know what, in the next episode, I'm gonna collect a list of people and what they're different. Um, we're gonna analyze what different people say school should do. But um here's why. We should only focus on a few things in school. You really only have so much time in the day, right? So What you measure is what matters. So I'll repeat that one more time. What you measure is what matters. There has to be some type of assurance or some type of measurement, especially if this is going to continue, if if education is going to uh, be funded, continue to be funded by uh, the government. There has to be some type of assurance that this is working. Now we could wait for, you know, this... uh, plenty of longitudinal studies that say that if kids who go through this type of education system will get a good job as opposed to not, um, or we can make sure that it, things are working along the way, you know, uh, like measurement and analyses of wh- what's happening in the moment. For example, right now, we what are we measuring? We're measuring academic performance. Academic performance um, seems to be correlated very well. Actually, it is correlated very well with academic performance in college. So academic performance in K twelve, or particularly high school, is highly correlated with academic performance in college. But is it? Is it? Does it correlate with performance in the job market, in the labor for in in the in your job, whatever it is that it that it is? I don't think there are studies on that. I haven't looked into that. But you know, what is academia? a preparation for a job, right? What what about academia prepares you for a job? So for some reason, we keep measuring this thing called academia, but it's this vague notion of, if you can do this, then you can do that. If you can do well at school, you can do well at your job. But that doesn't necessarily correlate, right? There are so many aspects that go into doing, uh, doing well and academics that are not overlapping with what you need at a job. In academia, you have to compete with other individuals. You individually, you have to get a good score, and, and when you uh, on your test, you have to um, rank high on the ACT and ACT. Rank high in your GPA. You have to do extracurricular things so you can stand out in getting into college. And when you get into college, you have to uh, be top of your class, and and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But in the labor market, you don't do that at all, you know, you don't um, have to work individually and compete with others as much as you do have to uh, needing to work in a team, you know, so that's one contrast. Another contrast, you know, think about testing, right? You, when you're tested in academia, in schools, you're, you're tested having to, in most cases, memorize all of the information. When in the workforce, you're given all the information, and even you have access to more information than you need via the internet, and your and employers want you to use that so you can think creatively, so you can work creatively and innovatively and improve uh, whatever the status quo is in, in your in your field. And so there are so many inconsistencies that, and so many things that do not overlap that we're measuring in schools and education that we don't need to uh, that that are not good lead measures for the lag measures of getting a good job. So we have to first measure what matters. And if you're going to be focusing on a million things, leadership, creativity, critical thinking, uh, collaboration, uh, uh, cohesiveness, uh, counterintuitiveness, interpersonal, you know, uh, emotional intelligence, all of these things, you can't come up with measurements of everything, right? And granted, some of those things overlap. But what I'm getting at is you can teach these soft skills. And so figuring out a way, for example, like Franklin Covey has done to really break down what is in their case, they broke, they've broken down what is leadership into component parts and teaching that explicitly to kids that will make a difference for their future. Can you imagine training children to be leaders and evaluating them on their leadership skills in real world situations in a team, tackling a real world problem, and then measuring them, not by a test necessarily, by a paper test, but by observations, by human made observations, humans who understand the principles and humans who, and their peers, their, their, the the, their team members, you know figuring out creative ways to test that are um project-based tests instead of paper-based tests that would be a completely new education system that i want my kids to be growing up in measuring that measuring their ability to to perform in teams you know and, and to collaborate and to be articulate in their thoughts and to disagree amicably and to to debate amicably and to be a good team player and not to be too persistent not to be too timid all of these things you know and obviously we want quantitative measures as much as we want qualitative measures or maybe more of one or the other actually uh thinking about this but you know it's gonna have to be a balance uh of, of those two things but whatever you measure is what matters so on how we help people get a good job I think we all agree that we're measuring too much academia right now. And what matters for getting a good job is these, personal inter, uh, these interpersonal skills, the, the things that deal with emotional intelligence, those soft skills. So that's how we get a good job. What principles to focus on? Maybe we don't even focus on a few principles, but rather we uh, mix up which principles you focus on each year in school maybe we find that there are five, right? Five main principles that help with interpersonal skills. Um, And obviously that can, it doesn't mean you have to only focus on those and exclude others. For example, if you think if we, maybe if it's just leadership and collaboration and communication, or maybe just say leadership and communication, then um, that doesn't mean that we leave out creativity. That doesn't mean we leave out uh, critical thinking that can be baked into the curriculum and the projects, but that does. But we're not going to be measuring that specifically. What we measure is what matters and what matters are these interpersonal skills that will help them prepare for a good job. Anyway, I think I'm over time, but thanks for listening to this episode. Please comment on my uh, Twitter, uh, which is at Chris School 3000. If you have any comments or if you want to leave uh, a voice message for this episode, go to anchor dot fm forward slash school 3000 that's a n c h o r dot fm forward slash school 3000 thanks so much guys here's a little update on my ai journey i am finishing learning about linear algebra and matrices and transformations and all that and i have already started learning about python learning to code in python um for the past month approximately now and uh, in preparation for learning ai so if you or someone you know is interested in ai and how the blend between uh, education and artificial intelligence can push education to the next level please contact me at my twitter account with uh, the handle at chris school 3000 thanks